Welcome to the Beyond Macros podcast, a show where we teach you about nutrition and the art of working in so you can get the most out of working out. This episode is the first in a three-part series we recorded about the forgotten food groups, and it's brought to you by us, Beyond Macros. We are a nutrition coaching company who helps clients get leaner, stronger, and perform better through sustainable habit changes rather than restrictive dieting. Some of the big differences between Beyond Macros and other companies is that our coaches proactively check your food journal in progress each week and reach out to you with feedback and action steps rather than the other way around. We are also one of the only online companies to offer video chat meetings with your coach to develop that face-to-face relationship that is so important with a subject as intimate as nutrition. If you're interested in learning more and joining our free macro counting mini course, check out the show notes at beyondmacros.com slash 19. That's the number 19. Today's episode starts a long time ago, a really long time ago, back when the earth was still an uninhabitable ball of gas. Here is Catherine Arnston, CEO of Energy Bits, to tell us more. Before algae, earth was just gas and water. Spirulina was the first uh, life form, and they have fossils that date back to about 3 billion years. So it's, it's completely you know traceable. You may have seen the world's first life form on the ingredients list for vegan protein powders, in greens powders, or occasionally as a popcorn topping in health food stores. But what is it? Spirulina technically is a bacteria. It's a single cell organism. It has no cellulose wall on the outside and it has no nucleus. It is a, it is a bacteria. Okay, spirulina is technically a bacteria. Cool. But why is it important to us? Spirulina and the other algaes, they, they capture carbon dioxide when they're growing and they release oxygen. And it took, you know, three and a half, four billion years of that to occur, of spirulina growing and releasing oxygen capture for other life forms to be able to uh, exist. And the next life form after spirulina was chlorella, and that took about a billion years for it to appear on Earth, and it is technically a plant. Now we have two algae. One is technically a bacteria, and one is technically a plant. They helped create the environment on Earth for us humans to survive and thrive, so thank you, algae. But why are you important today? You can read any science documents. Um, they, 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 everybody can, you know, the number varies from 80 to 90% of the uh, oxygen on Earth being supplied by, by algae. It's not the um, rainforest, although they are very, they've been very helpful. And all plants release oxygen and capture carbon, carbon dioxide. But there's something about algae in particular, maybe it's because there's so much of it. That, that does it. It's pretty obvious why this is important. But algae also has a less invisible benefit to humans. The other thing about what's amazing about algae is that you get on a square footage basis about a hundred times more protein per acre than you would from raising cattle and about 50 times as much protein as you get from um, soy crops. That's right. Spirulina is an environmentally friendly protein source and a good quality one at that. Here you can have spirulina which has the highest concentration of protein in the world, three times the amount of protein at stake. The Germans won a Nobel Prize when they discovered that. So it's all documented. And protein is just the gateway to your interest. I learned from Catherine that there are a host of other nutritional benefits to algae like spirulina. Another one everyone can understand is it has omega-3 fats. 
And not just ALA, the plant-based omega-3 that converts poorly into the omega-3s we need as humans. It has a little bit of ALA. It also has DHA, which is, which is unusual. This makes algae a great source of omega-3 for vegetarians and vegans. The plant-based omega-3, ALA, converts less than 10% into EPA and DHA, which are the essential omega-3 fats for humans. Because spirulina does contain DHA, it is probably the best fat source for plant-based eaters. And there is another fat in algae that is worth highlighting. The other really cool thing that's in algae, especially spirulina, is something called GLA, gamma-linoleic acid. Now, um, this technically is an omega-6. However, it behaves like an omega-3. It reduces inflammation. And just to show you how important um, GLA is, the only place that has more of it than spirulina is mother's milk. And the reason why there's so much in mother's milk is because the baby's brain doubles or triples in size within the first two years of after birth. And it relies on that GLA to help with proper brain development and, and um, thought processes and all that sort of stuff. Spirulina is also the most nutrient-dense food we know of on the planet. In addition to being a great source of essential proteins and fats, it is loaded with vitamins and minerals. It is worth noting that algae does lack vitamin D, as do most plant foods, and they are also low in vitamin C, there is no iodine, and they lack carbohydrates and fiber. But with that said, we have a quote that was from a scientific document uh, attributed to NASA. And the quote says that basically it takes a thousand kilograms of fruits and vegetables, a thousand kilograms of fruits and vegetables to equal the nutritional value of one kilogram of spirulina, a thousand for one. The nutrients, both the, the fat-based ones and the, and the water-based, the protein, the um, it's just there's nothing comparable to spirulina algae and and uh, chlorella is equally remarkable but for you know, for different reasons if you remember chlorella was that second life form on earth that came billions of years after spirulina chlorella which is a green algae as opposed to spirulina blue green it showed up on, on Earth about a billion years after spirulina. And unlike spirulina, which has no cellulose wall, chlorella has the hardest cellular wall in the plant kingdom. So it has to be cracked at production. Chlorella has some unique nutritional properties that make it a great food to add into your diet. And it is also cracked in a way that fascinates me. The old way, which involved tumbling the chlorella with glass beads, is actually potentially harmful and can contaminate the chlorella with lead. The way Catherine's company, Energy Bits, processes the chlorella is actually quite beautiful. It's like sound therapy for your food. We crack our chlorella by passing it through a sound chamber. So it's the vibrations that crack the chlorella. And someone said, oh, it's good vibrations. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> Take our algae and get good vibrations. I personally like to imagine that the chlorella is being warmed up with a tuba and then thrashed with some dubstep before being nurtured with the rolling waves of a didgeridoo. And this process gives the chlorella superpowers in your body. Here's the cool thing about that hard cellular wall. There's certain aspects to it that allow it to attach to toxins. Yuck, that word toxins. The undefined, hidden killer that Juice Cleanse hawkers used to scare you into starving for a week and buying their $400 box of sugar water. I can't stand it. But bear with us. Catherine actually defines what she means by toxins and how algae acts with it. 
algae is an adaptogen. It knows what to do in your body. So chlorella in particular will attach to metals, heavy metals, lead, mercury, attaches to anything that shouldn't be there. It attaches to lactic acid. This is why the athletes love it because it pulls lactic acid out after they're exercising. So they're their muscles aren't sore the next day. It attaches to alcohol. It detects it as a toxin. So whether it's wine, beer, spirits, it it pulls it out of your bloodstream. It pulls it out within an hour and a half. So chlorella will detox your body, your blood within an hour and a half, your cells in about 10 days, and then organs, which are you know more denser cells, it can take anywhere from two to six months, depending, or even longer, depending on what, what you know what's being detoxed. And sometimes you will have detox symptoms from this. Not everybody does, and the, the duration varies. It really depends on what's in, what's in there. And sometimes you get a little bit of breakout. Sometimes you have a little um, nausea. Sometimes you have a little bit of a headache. But it's not the chlorella that's causing these effects. It's the fact that the toxins have been pulled out of somewhere, and now they're circulating in your blood. It's the toxins that are causing these effects on their way out. In addition to its ability to detoxify and its nutrient density, chlorella has another special property. It contains chlorophyll. I've done some research and, and we, we've looked at other, other vegetables. And um, uh, not only does chlorophyll, chlorella have the highest chlorophyll of, of, the, of the algae, it has a thousand times more than most greens. I mean, that's even including spinach, um, and kale and, and, uh, anything else. It has, um, 50 times more than wheatgrass. Up until now, most people thought wheatgrass had the most chlorophyll, but chlorella has even 50 times more per gram than, than wheatgrass, wheatgrass shots. Turns out Adam Sandler was wrong and chlorophyll definitely is not borophyll. Its actions in the human body are fascinating. Chlorophyll is a fat based antioxidant. And this is different from most antioxidants in your fruits and vegetables. So water-based antioxidants, like what you find in apples or whatever, uh, tomatoes, they, um, those are water-based. So they, they are, have healing properties and stop free radicals in water-based parts of your body. So that's blood and your plasma. Fat-based antioxidants like chlorophyll, um, have, they, uh, fight free radicals, and have healing properties for surfaces that require fat. So that's your cell wall. Your cell wall is where the action is. It, it has to be, and that's why people were taking omega-3 to reduce inflammation and, you know, of the cell wall. Because if your cell wall isn't moist and, and you know, full of these rich fats, the nutrients can't get in and the, and the toxins can't get out. So because chlorophyll is a fat-based antioxidant, it heals the cell, helps heal the cell wall to allow the toxins out, which has a cleansing effect. Now that you know the benefits and importance of algae as a food, I want to give you some ways to add it to your meals. It's definitely not a food that everyone will enjoy the taste of. I tried drinking chlorella powder in water for a bit, and it was gag-worthy, even when I added it to juice. Luckily, I found a few great ways of serving it, and Catherine had some gold suggestions as well. I love to snack on them with macadamia nuts. If you haven't tried our recovery bits, chlorella, with macadamia nuts, I urge you to give it a shot because they're, it almost tastes like, like I hate to say it, potato chips. It's got that satisfying crunch. 
and saltiness from the chlorella. And then there's that extraordinary fat from the macadamia nuts. You can also take chlorella and spirulina in a pressed pill form. Catherine's company has two products, Energy Bits, which are spirulina, and Recovery Bits, which are chlorella. She chews them. I honestly swallow them like a pill or add them like a powder on food. I absolutely love, especially the, the recovery bits, the chlorella, as, as a, a garnish on my salads because it gives it a nice crunch and a pop. So it's got a light, little salty. So um, not, I don't ever use sal- salad dressings because they all use crappy vegetable oil. So I, I put some spirul- chlorella and spirulina and maybe some hummus, you mix it up. Um, so that's great. People use it in their tr- in a trail mix. Um, it tastes delicious if you eat it with fruit. So like slices of strawberries, cause the, you know, the algae has got a flat flavor. And of course this, the fruit is kind of sweet, a spoonful of nut butter, almond butter, peanut butter, whatever you like. Um, we have some mothers who like to give it to, the, to their children. They, they tuck it inside the a raspberry to make it kind of fun. Uh, also for the kids, the, the, some mothers make little happy faces on their plates in the morning. Anytime you add it to anything, whether it's yogurt, your oatmeal, it doesn't matter. You're, you're getting protein and you're getting the green nutrients that you need for the day. As we've learned today from Catherine, algae is not only a food that has great benefits to us as individuals, it is a food that's production is actually beneficial to our environment. I've personally started taking spirulina and chlorella daily while traveling as a way to cover some nutritional bases, as it's a lot more difficult for me to get nutrient-dense foods in every single day. I'm not going to pretend I feel some acute effects like a boost of energy or anything, but algae is the most researched food in the world, and as long as I'm getting it from a trustworthy source, I know there's no downside. With that said, algae is prone to contamination. Algae absorbs whatever's in the water. So if, if you, if there's algae that's grown in the ocean, it's just as likely to be contaminated as anything else. But ours is not contaminated because we, we, we farm it. We grow it in freshwater tanks that are tested daily for, um, any kind of, uh, contaminants. The water we use is spring water. It's triple filtered. Uh, it's tested. Um, be, uh, every step along the way for any kind of uh, contaminants or uh, impurities. It goes through tests at the FDA level. And then I, again, and, and all of this is documented, but again, to assure our doctors and our wellness professionals, we do another set of tests when it gets here. We have an FDA approved lab and they go through a whole another set. We have 16 pages of lab results that show that there's no lead, no no mercury, no toxins, no PCBs, no mycocystins, nothing, and that the nutritional profile is exactly what we say it is. Obviously, you really want to ask questions and make sure the algae product you are buying is both farmed in clean, fresh water and tested for contaminants. And if you are buying a chlorella powder, you want to make sure that the cell wall is cracked with sound to avoid lead contamination from glass. If you are interested in learning more about Catherine's story, including how she discovered algae when her sister developed breast cancer, and to learn more about her company's algae products, visit energybits.com. That's E-N-E-R-G-Y-B-I-T-S dot com. Catherine offered us a 20% discount to Beyond Macros podcast listeners. So you can use the code MACROS to receive 20% off your order at energybits.com. I hope you enjoyed this first episode in our Forgotten Food Group series. 
We have two more episodes for you. Next week, we talk with Jeff Chilton of Namex about the magical power of mushrooms. And we are also bringing you a special episode on the microbiome and bacteria as a food group. You will not want to miss these episodes, so make sure you subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, if you leave us a review, we will be so grateful. It doesn't take more than two minutes, and it makes my day. Thanks so much for listening, and I look forward to seeing you next week.